upcoming parsha is Parshat Naso. This week we're going to read the parsha, Parshat Naso. In this parsha, there is a paragraph of something that we all know about, the priestly blessing. Vevira Cohen, Cohen in resident, then it's, we, it will, it's very, it's more, becomes more practical. I wanted to invite all the Cohens to come to the class, but it was too complicated. <laughs> then we left it as it is. Then we'll start with the priestly blessing, and we'll go from there. Go ahead. God spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his son, saying, This is how you shall bless the children of Israel, saying to them, May God bless you and watch over you. May God shine his countenance to you and favor you. May God turn his countenance to you and grant you peace. They shall bestow my name upon the children of Israel, so that I will bless them. We just got the blessing the last two days, Dozyontev, Friday in Shabbat and Shavuos. We got the blessing of the Kohens. We had quite a few coins who came and gave bless us the first day and the second day. We felt very, I, I feel very blessed. Then this is the blessing that God told the coins to Aaron and his children and his sons to bless the Jewish people. Now we're going to learn some, a little bit about that. Go ahead, coin. The reason behind the blessing. The priestly blessing is a daily mitzvah. The priests were commanded to bless the Jewish people every day. As the verse states, this is how you shall bless the children of Israel, saying to them, the reason for this mitzvah is that God, in his great goodness, wants to bless his nation through his servants who constantly serve in his house, who, whose minds are always focused on his service and who are always reverent to him, uh, reverent of him. In their merit, the blessing rests upon the nation, and the people will be blessed in all their doings, and God's pleasantness will be upon them. Mr. Say, he explains why God wanted the Kohen should bless the Jewish people. Why not God himself? He says, because they are serving God, they are always in the temple. Talking about the coins who are in the temple at that time. But that whoever serves in the temple is on a higher spiritual level. You're in the temple, you think about God, you're in the presence of God, you see miracles around you. Then, and they are a f- love of God and fear of God. Then because then such people give you a blessing, the chances of the blessings are to be more successful. Let's put it this, this way. There is more to it, I think, and I don't remember where and when and what I saw it, but I was teaching about that over the years. See what's, why God needs people to give him a, give, why God needs the coins to give a blessing to the Jewish people. We're going to learn later the medrash that the Jewish people tell God, why you need them to give, we want a blessing for you. God says, they will bless you and I will give you the blessing. Why we need other people? Why God needs other people to give a blessing? What do you think? What opened the window? I'm out already. Why you need other people? I'm giving you something to think about until the end of the class. No, then you're not listening. That's bad. Why we need other people to give us a blessing? Why God cannot give us a blessing himself? What do you think? Psychologist, what do you well, think? Well, peer to peer, it's always powerful, but those oh. aren't peers. Those are, they're already elevated. No, no, they're peers, they're peers. Exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah. Then why peers to peers is more powerful? What are you saying now? You said something. What you said? It's always more powerful, peer <laughs> to peer. Why, why, why? <laughs> because, it, like, it's human nature. If someone gives you, like, and I would think in terms of a blessing, 
it, it pulls you forward more because you want to be like, maybe you want to be like them or you want to be part of the group as a whole. Listen, I don't know, that's an expression, peer for peer, peer for peer, that's an expression, that's a, you invented it? Uh, no, I didn't invent it. Yeah, it's an expression, expression that means what? It means you, you listen to people, 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 people at your own level. You, you oh, you, you connect more to yes. people at your own level. I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you what it is. It's what I remember. What, uh, <laughs> the point is, when you see, you have children, and you see a one child is kind to the other child. What is it awakening in you? What kind of pride. emotions is it awakening for you? Pride. Beside pride, what else? Joy. Sure. Joy. Okay. Love, you want to give them more. You want to give more love. Right? And God says, one Jew blesses another Jew, it's awakening in them the desire to give us a blessing. You come and you see another person is successful, he says, I'm so happy for you. And you're really happy for him. You know, when people, I don't know, in the, what are you quicker to go? To a funeral or to a wedding? Hmm. It depends who you are. <laughs> you want us to say wedding, but I know people who never miss funeral. Like they're at every yeah, funeral. Funerals are more men. Yeah, right. Yeah, you show up the funeral. You're on. But me say, say no, we're going out of town. So busy, right? Excuse us, we until next week. Especially in the religious community, there is wedding and bar every five minutes. So, thank you, Mazeltov, Mazeltov. I'll come next time. But you tell bar I'll show up. <laughs> I cannot give my free bar mitzvah when I'm working for you. That's crazy. To be set for others is much easier than to be happy for others. Hmm. And somebody suffers. Everybody says, "Oh, yo, 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 yo." You really feel bad for them. You really feel good for other people. Well, there's no jealousy in here. Ah, that's my point. <laughs> really being happy, you see somebody is doing very well in business, he, bought him, he built himself a beautiful home, and you, you're really happy for him. It's much harder. God wants us to bless each other, not just to be there for funerals and for shiva and kretzing for each other. Sure, it's easy to, be, to feel bad for each other. God wants us to feel good for each other, to wish on each other blessing. And that's awakening by him the desire to give us more blessings. Now we're going to learn now they did the, the blessing of the coins inside the temple. Number four. A coin. How do you spell it? How do you spell coin? Tell them. There are many ways to cook. It's a column. They call them, some people call it column, but C O H N is the column. Yeah. What is it? What is yeah. it's the definition? It's a priest. It's a priest. Okay. Oh, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> very, you know, we, we, are, we already heard that you, you guys are not coming. Now you showed up. Very good. I heard that your daughter was singing beautifully at the, at the, at the event. Oh, thank you. I heard it was amazing. We just heard the report. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when she was five years old and seven. I remember her singing. But um, then, that's a, now a coin is a priest. Is the from the Jewish people? And they have a they have a job. Their job is not to. They're not like regular Jews. Their job is not to be in that in, in Israel at that time. Everybody owned a piece of land. They did not own the piece of land. Their job is to be the spiritual people, leaders of the Jewish people. They were supposed to be the rabbis, the teachers, the people who serve in the temple, and so on. That was the job of the Kohen. 
on the rabbi side, they lost a little bit. Now they're just basically, the, spirit, the, the Kohen side is more, the only job, almost the only job that they have today is to bless the congregation. This is something the state, even after the destruction of the temple. They also redeemed the firstborn son, you redeem him by the Kohen, by the priest. The coin gets the first year. If you serve a meal, you first have to serve to serve the coin. You know that? Yes. Have to serve you first. <laughs> I do all the cooking. Huh? <laughs> do I am a coin? I wanted to pay for it to become a coin, but it didn't work. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not a coin. A coin is only somebody who is born to his father when his father is a coin. The bottom line is, at this point, you're asking why I'm not a coin. Now the rabbis. Because in the beginning, it was planned for coins to be the leaders. But the coins created an elite group. They closed themselves up. And they taught Torah only their own. Then they lost kind of their... God said, if you will not do the job, somebody else will do the job. Then, then the rabbis became something not only for coins. From the beginning, it wasn't only for coins. At this point, the coin is more the, the ritual thing. The rituals. There's certain rituals like blessing the congregation, getting the first aliyah, and redeeming the firstborn son. But what he said is right. At that time, there was supposed to be everything. And they wore everything for generations. At the end of the day, we had both, both, both you know, Beth and Zach, both of them were destroyed. After that, we did the serving process ended, and then we became eventually, you know, carried on by the but they've been around. They're still around. They're still around. <laughs> you know, Here is the around. Descendants of the How many generations is it From the coin? Probably 100 generations, like the Jews. The same thing as the Jews. Now there is, they made a survey, I mean, studies, the genes of the coins are more, you can see it, there is a gene of the coin families. Yeah. Because I remember many, many years ago with articles in the New York Times about that. Yeah. Ladies too, right? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember about coins. All the same Ashkenazi. No, no, even, even not Ashkenazi. No, I, mean, I, I don't know exactly how they said No, it wasn't Ashkenazi thing. I think it was even found in Ethiopian Jews. It was very interesting. Okay. Let's read source number three. How was the priestly blessing performed in the Holy Temple? The priests would ascend the platform after they completed the service of the morning offering. They would raise their hands over their heads with their fingers spread out, except for the high priest who didn't raise his hands above the tzitzit on his forehead. Above the tzitzit. The, 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 the high priest used to wear on his forehead uh, like a piece of metal, a piece of gold. It was written, Kodesh Hashem, holy to God. Then lifting, the name of God was right here. And lifting up his hand over the name of God was not respectful. Therefore, he used to keep his hand like this. Go ahead. A person would lead the priest in reciting the blessing, and they would repeat after him word by word in the same manner done outside the temple, completing all three verses. The assembled didn't respond to each verse. Rather, it was all recited as a single blessing. When the priest concluded, you know, in the synagogue, every other bit in the middle, we stop, you stop twice and we say amen. Mm-hmm. And it, because there are three verses in the Bible. In the temple, they said it all, nobody interrupted them, and they said amen by the end. Not only amen. Go ahead, continue. When the priest concluded, the assembly will respond 
Blessed is the God of Israel for all eternity. Hmm. For all eternity. <laughs> Not the right translation. Shine. Mina olam ve'ada olam. It says from this world to the, to, to the next world. Because at that time, there were Jews who didn't believe they were the early Christians didn't believe in after there was didn't believe in afterlife. That was the movement. Although the Sadducees and they didn't believe there is reward afterlife, there is even afterlife. Therefore, in the temple they started to say that time everyone used to say it. From from this world to the to the to the to the other world, so to speak. There is this world and there is a physical the world that we live in, there is afterlife. Okay, continue. They pronounce God's name, as it is written. This is known as the ineffable name, and outside the temple it is pronounced Adnai, for, for the ineffable name is pronounced only in the temple. When Simeon the righteous passed away, the priest stopped pronouncing God's name in the temple, thus someone unworthy learned how to pronounce it. The early sages would teach the pronunciation to their sons and students, who were worthy of it only once in seven years. All this was done out of respect for God's great and awesome name. Yeah, then in the temple they used to pronounce the name of God, the spelled name of God, that we don't even, we're not allowed to say it. And after she, in the, but after Shimon the Righteous, he was the first priest, high priest in the second temple. When he passed away, they started to do it even in the, they stopped doing it even in the temple. Did this, the seven years coincide with Jubilee or, or, or? what? Oh, from seven to seven? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Is the word from, from a tender blessing, the third word? That's the word? What do you mean? The word of God. That we're not supposed to... The name of God? Yeah, the, the name of God. What do you mean a standard blessing? We... Yeah, the, the basic, yes, in essence, yes. As the name of God, but we used to pronounce it this way only in the temple. Now we, we pronounce it as, we gave it a, a description, we don't say the name itself. It's written one way, we say it another way. We don't say it the way it's written. You get it? It's like the, you, 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 you read it, your father's name, you don't say it's written here, uh, Moshe, you don't, I don't say Moshe, I say my father, you understand? It's written one way, but I say the other way. Okay, source number four. Okay, then they get as we if in shul yesterday they get up on the, to the bime, they face the, the ark with the back to the congregation, and then when they stop time, time to give the blessing, they turn around. The blessing has to be face to face. It has to be with love. Love is face to face, not back to back. Then they turn towards the congregation and they start to give the blessing. They spread out their hand like this, right? Coin, I'm good. I can be a coin. I'm, I'm qualified. 
and they, and they and they say Yevarechecha. They give the blessing. Yeah, you have to elevate the right. No, that's Why nice. That? I don't know. Yeah. Some I, no, 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 because I can, I can explain it. Not that I, I didn't know that until the second, but it makes sense because in general the right represents kindness, and the left represents severity. That we always want to lift up the right a little above the left. Yeah, it's like when you when you you when you hold your two hands, you hold, you hold the right over the left. Everything the right is over the left. Huh? Yeah, because God is a, God is picking between the cracks and the Jewish people. You'll see in the picture that they do this yeah. in the temple they used to keep their. Well, there's a picture right here. That's right. right. They're but they're doing this with their thumb and their index fingers together. Yeah, I remember growing up at Temple Emmanuel, Rabbi Green, who was the senior yeah. rabbi. I used to give the blessing. He was a coin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You know that you know Star Trek Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, yeah. Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. He was a coin, but he invented the Vulcan sign. He says it. I saw an interview. He says a story. He says that he learned it from the show. Yeah. So interesting. Is this the 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 color of the clothing? Yeah, more or less. Yes, yes, yes. You know, it's colorful, huh? Was not so boring like in the show. Yeah, today, today the Jews. Yeah, they're a little depressed, they will dark, you know. But then they were happy. You know, I mean, if you think about it, just in a broad sense, at a glance, this looks like uh, your key birthday. You know, it, it actually, at a quick glance. That's interesting. Just like the fourth, because there's four sizes. Well, there's supposed to be six, but I mean. Very interesting. At a quick glance. Okay, continue. Second paragraph, the leader. The blessing is completed, then they go off from the bima. Then they return to the place. After we finish for Sim Shalom. We don't do that. That's what I'm saying. We run. <laughs> That's we my point. Don't stay too long. Shall we off them from the bima? <laughs> okay, continue source number five, please. Then it's uh, additional sanctity, sanctity to the coin when a Levi washes his hand. The Levi is well, This guy washes his hand. Pretty dirty under the nails. Don't bring another pair of glasses. You'll not see, so you'll not see there. Continue, no, uh, uh, source number six. Please. Uh, and then God bless you. 
Now, how do, uh, did the uh, burglar... Okay, read number six. What, here, now we'll be bringing what Rashi says. What is the meaning of the blessing? Rashi explains what the word of the blessings are. What, now we're going into the blessing itself. May God bless you, it means talking about material blessing. Your possession. The stock should go higher. Simple. And watch over you so that robbers don't take your money. A person who gives a gift to his servant cannot guard it well. And if it is stolen, what enjoyment does he have from the gift? God, however, is both the giver and the guardian. Yeah, then God, what he says here... God, God will give you the gift and he will make sure nobody's stealing it. May God shine his countenance to you. May he show you a blessing. May a pleasant. You a pleasant, radiant countenance. Means to say, he show you a happy face, he smile to you. Pleasant and radiant countenance. Go ahead. And favor you. He will give you grace. Mm-hmm. Charm. May God turn his countenance to you. He will quell his anger. He will quell his anger. What's quell? Control? Yeah. Reduce. Diminish. Subdue. Okay. It's described in language of human beings. Then God, like human being, is upset. We describe that God gets, gets angry. God, God does not have anger. What it means to say, even when we deserve a punishment, he will not give it to us. That's what it means. The Rebbe, side reason. The priestly blessing states, may God bless you and watch over you. Rashi explains that bless you refers to blessing your financial assets. And watch over you means protection from robbers who would take away your assets. After receiving God's blessing for plentiful assets, why is it necessary for a separate blessing that they won't be stolen? Even once God has granted a specific blessing, there can be obstacles that prevent it from being actual, such as transgressions committed by the person. Okay, he says, the question is, God says, Rashi says he will bless you and then he will protect your money. If God is blessing you, everything is included. Why, why we need a blessing that, he, that the robbers will not... How the robbers fell into this business? We're giving a blessing. You're standing in shul. God says you'll, live, you'll do well in business. How came the idea to think that he will protect you from robbers? He protect you from everything. What, what's behind it? What, what is Rashi wants to tell us here? Then he says, the Rebbe starts to explain that even when Hashem gives you a blessing, it could be other things that will stop the blessing from coming actually to you. You know, Adosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, it's written that God decides how much money you'll get, right? And how much blessing you'll have. Why we need to daven every Shabbat, every day? We come with Yom Kippur to show. Hmm. We get the deal, close the deal, I'll see you next Yom Kippur. <laughs> to, to keep the bargain going, to keep the deal going. It's like a contract. If it's a deal, it's a deal. Because the blessing could get stuck. Even you deserve it, the money will not come to you. If you do something wrong, you stay, you. You ruin the system. Sometimes to make the flow continue, you constantly have to pray to God, have to keep the connection open. Is it only, is it only referring to like financial blessings? Everything, everything. Okay, because it, is it saying financial? This is about financial, yeah. 
We need money, lady. There is everything good and nice. But here we're talking about it's actually about money, yeah. You know, I have some news for you. You know, people who leave Israel over the last 70 years probably, 2 million Israelis left Israel, maybe more, I don't know. Most of the times, people didn't leave because of wars. They left because of a, of a bad financial situation. They cannot make a living, you leave. You don't leave because of wars, you don't leave because of terrorist attack, you don't leave because of any other reason. Because terrorist attack, all of these things are, happen once in a blue moon, a war. Life, I have to feed my family, this is every day. I have to leave them, feed them today and tomorrow and a day later. Then financial success, financial blessing is a very, it's the most important thing in a person's life. Next to his health, obviously. And then it's not a surprise. I mean, women look more on family and things like this. Ask all the men, you know, they don't, they're not surprised by this blessing. They're actually very excited. <laughs> if you cannot support your family, you cannot go anywhere. Else. Quick question, um, protecting against robbers. Um, nowadays, there's a lot of corporations. So, how is corporations protected against robbers in any possible way? Is the corporation protected against robbers? And then just, you know, the owner, sure. Everybody's the owner of the corporation. So like mm. Why? Why not? Why, yeah, God, God protects you from from any any way of any way of loss. It doesn't have to be literally robbers. Any, for many losses, God will protect you. Maybe, uh, I, I had a similar question, maybe a, just, when this was written or Taught. the came, uh, individuals controlled almost all of their own financial destiny. Now our financial destiny is not in time to not only hundreds, but millions of others, and so God blessed our financial assets, but what about all the other people? What if they you know, do something that you know, takes it off course? So it's more like that's why you need protection, <laughs> right? But uh, God's the ultimate FDIC. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The point is, I'll tell you, not because you are tied to many, many. I mean, uh, God. If you lose in one place, God will make sure that you win in another place. The rest of them only are lost and everything is lost. But you, it's, the point is God will make sure that you are doing well, one way or another. And God is enough, is, a, is at least as, a, as, as, as good as the AI and he can control the whole situation and know, and know how everything works and make it work. And even the other person deserves to lose, you can win. What, what about people who are not making any effort to connect with God? Do they, do they get a blessing? That's your question? Well, they, I'm sure they get a blessing because if you're Jewish, you're Jewish, you're Jewish. I'll but tell you. The people who are not making an effort in any way to connect with God, mm -hmm. are they still... I mean, I know they're included, but are there levels of inclusion? I'll tell you. I'll tell you. There is people who get, who get uh, financial aid from the government on the, what it's called? Welfare. And welfare. Yeah, your neighbor is on welfare. He lives as good as you are. He sits home and doing nothing. And you go walk to every day, go to work, and you think to yourself, this guy sitting there and doing nothing, and I'm working so hard. But tell me, who feels better about himself? You want to be in the welfare program? You don't want to be in the welfare program. No, you want to be productive. You want to, be, you want to deserve what you get. Then if there is other people get around the welfare program, God bless them. I don't care. I want to accomplish, to deserve it. 
Yeah, every Rosh Hashanah have the same question. What's my neighbor never comes to keep up the shul and he's having doing something? So he's on the welfare program. So. Yeah, but maybe they, Rabbi, maybe they think just the same. <coughs> they think, well, I deserve this. What they think doesn't count. It's the question is if they deserve or not. Yeah, but, but from their perspective, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Just from their perspective, they may say, hey, God wants me not to work. I'm doing this thing here. The, we're talking about not davening and not doing any mitzvahs. Somebody who's not... Why, why he gets also? He also gets because God loves him, because he's a child. And you have, you say you have a few children. One, ch- one child is doing, is doing the right thing, and one child is not doing the right thing. Well, you can let them starve. You'll still take care of them. Right? That's what it is. Okay. One further. Oh, four, uh, four further, I'm sorry. He was afraid that since God had made all the promises and blessings to him, he had become soiled by transgressions. Here too, even after your assets will be blessed, there can be obstacles caused by side issues, and thieves can come and steal your assets. Every such, every such even is in event, fact, yeah, yeah, event yeah. is in fact decreed by heaven as the founder of Kabad, the altar rebbe, writes in Tanya that damage to the victim was decreed by heaven and there are many possible means to implement it. Then, Jacob, there is a story with Jacob. As he's going to read in, read in details, God promised Jacob that he's going, to, he's going to go with him and protect him and bring him back home. And then when he's on the way home and he hears that Esau comes with a whole army of 400 people, he cries to God, he says, God, please help me, I'm too small for your blessing. What is he really saying? The question is, what are you afraid? God promised you. He said, maybe during these 22 years, I did something wrong and I lost the right to deserve the blessing. Then even in Rosh Hashanah, God promised you the world. It doesn't mean you're going to get it because maybe you messed up in between. That's why you need every day to maintain your connection. Here it comes what he wants to say here in this blessing, God will protect you. Then nothing will stop the blessing. Even if you do something wrong, the blessing from the Kohen is going to come to you. God is going to protect and make sure that the blessing you receive the blessing. Kind of like a college scholarship. You get the college scholarship condition about keeping grade point average up. You just got to keep on. You're you supposed to keep a good grade? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> it's conditional. It's conditional, oh. Yeah. Then this, this is unconditional. That's the point. The, the blessing from the, the priestly blessing is unconditional. Not like the other blessing. That's what exactly what you're going to say. Please. Source number seven. Yeah. Jacob said, Hashem, my father. Abraham, Hashem of my father, and God of who told me, return to your land and to your birthplace, and I will do good to you. I have become small from the kindness and from all the truth that you have done for your servant. For with my staff I crossed the Jordan. And now I have become two camps. Now deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I am afraid of him. Let he come and strike me and strike a mother with the children. Basically, Jacob was praying to God and says, Please, God, you promised me that you'll take care of me and you will protect me on the way back, all the way when I'm coming back to Israel. And now I'm too small and I, you, gave, you gave me already so many blessings. 
I'm showered with your blessings, and I'm afraid I lost the right to receive more blessings. That's what he really says. Let's see what Rashi says on this commentary, on this verse. I have become small from all kindness. Merits have been, been diminished due to all the kindness and truth you have done to, to me, for me. This is why I'm afraid. Perhaps after my assurance to me, I have sinned. And as a result, I have fell into Esau's hands. That's what it says. Because I'm afraid I sinned and I lost the right for protection. That would usually in every blessing could happen. Even Jacob was afraid. Right. The promise of each overview refers to protection from a very high source, even higher than the source of blessing itself. The protection that prevents the blessing from being uh, diverted, even in the case of um, transgression, and guarantees its actualization must come from a higher place than the blessing itself. It says what he says, and the Rebbe is saying something very interesting. It comes to the blessing of the priestly blessing, it's not the regular blessing that can get stuck somewhere. This is a blessing that has a special insurance policy, that this blessing will be delivered no matter what, if you deserve it or you don't deserve it. You don't have to keep good grades. You don't have to deserve, do anything. You will get, that's what, you know, sometimes the government gives you a, um, gives a, and during COVID, they gave money to everybody, no matter stimulus, what. Stimulus. Stimulus, uh, that no matter you deserve it, you don't deserve it, you matter. Everyone got a check in the mail. Even if you're a billionaire, you got a check of the mail, in the mail. If you're, if you're right or wrong, you go to jail, you don't go, you're transgressing. No matter what, what is your situation, you got the money. That's the priesthood blessing. It comes from a higher level than the regular blessing is. God tells you, this blessing is yours, no matter what happened. Continue. This thing is very If was concerned that translation would prevent the blessing from being actualized by he prayed to God and asked him, please save me from the hands of my brother himself. This is because prayer connects with a higher source than blessing, and as a result, prayers can guarantee the actualization of a blessing even when there is a transgression. It means to say the prayer, prayer reaches to a higher level where a blessing comes. It goes to a higher level of God, so to speak, to just a higher point in the heart of God, so to speak, than a blessing that comes from God straight. Even, that means to say, even when you did something wrong, when you pray, you go to a higher authority, if you want, in God, then when God tells you, even you did something wrong, you'll still get it. So what about for the people who don't pray? They might get, the blessing might get stuck, yeah? What you need to understand, when we look at other people, or on ourselves, the, the, the picture is much bigger than what we, what we know. See, Judaism believes that a person is a, has more than one lifetime, is a reincarnation on earth, right? Then maybe this person in his past life saved save the Jewish community in Ukraine, saved a hundred Jews, and he never got any reward for it. And this life is sitting with his feet up, and he's a billionaire, and he's doing amazing, and everybody says, well, let's look at this dark guy, look at this thing, nothing. 
Yeah, he gets for his past life. Maybe his grandparents did something unbelievable and they never were rewarded for it. And God kept it for the grandchildren and they get the reward. It's, it's much bigger than what you see. Think about it. You're a teacher in a classroom and you treat one child in one way and the other child in a different way. And the kid said, why he doesn't get? <laughs> he, he has so many problems. And we're trying to help him. He had yesterday, God forbid, his father died. The grace was what happened there. Therefore, we give him, we, we try to encourage him. The regular people don't know the whole picture. The teacher knows the picture. But the same saying, thing. The same thing you're saying, we can't necessarily see it. That's my point. Yeah. That, that's why Hashem sees it. And, I, and therefore, when you see why another person is doing better, for whatever reason it is, God decided that they did deserve that and, and, and I didn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I should look in the mirror and say, why I don't deserve it, not why he deserves it. Does that explain the opposite? Why some people who don't deserve something bad to happen and they sort of be related? We don't know. We don't, we don't, blame, we don't, we don't blame them why they don't deserve it. When we see another person suffer, our job is to turn to God and say, God, why are you doing it to him? Find a better, play, a better way to take care of him. Whatever the reason is, there is no reason for somebody to suffer. God is capable enough to make it in a good way. And that's what you're asking for God. That's what prayers is all about. That's that book from, I think it was from the 70s, Why Bad Things Happen to Good People. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I disagree with this conclusion, but do not go there. Very good. Okay, continue. Yeah, this is all the, also the meaning of the following words of the priestly blessing. May God turn his countenance to you. Turning his countenance in God's voice beyond the letter of the Lord. Beyond the letter of the law. That's what he says. May God look at, forgive you, love you, you deserve, you don't deserve. doesn't make a difference. Continue. That's what you want. Above the system. The Milo Mesedostashos means there is the system and there is somebody who can override the system. The system is you have to apply three times and then you're being rejected and then you may get an interview and you don't deserve it. Then somebody, somebody can come and says, okay, forget about the system. I'm the boss here. Sign the loan, sign the check and give them. Then the priestly blessing it comes from a place that's above the system. From the level of God that overrides the system. Continue, please. See, why peace? That's the last, now we're going to speak about the last part of the blessing. Too good is no good. The final part of the priestly blessing is granted peace. Peace is the most important blessing, as the sages say. Peace is as valuable as everything else. This raises the question, why was peace left at the end of the blessing and not stated at the beginning? The answer is that when the blessings are coming from a place even higher than the standard blessings, it is necessary to guarantee that they will descend to the world in a form that we are capable of receiving. Means to say like this, the regular blessing was in the system. We are, it's made up, it's set up in the system in a way we can receive it. But when you're touching, when you're going to a point, to a source, to a level of a blessing that's above, above the system, it might come so big that you're not be able to deal with it. 
Continue. We'll soon see an example for it. An excess of blessing can have undesirable consequences in our world. We see this in, in, see this in the story of Honi the circle drawer. He prayed for rain, and it rained so hard that he then needed to pray for them to cease, because God had showered them with too much good for them to eat. As you're going to read in a minute the story with Honi, he reached to a level that's above what we deserve. It's above the system. He turned to God and says, God, I don't care for the system, I don't care for anything. He was such a righteous man that he was able to get from God the key for the blessing of, of rain, so to speak. And therefore, it was, when you go above the system, you might get so much more than you asked for. And you, you were not capable to receive the blessing. If you get, you know, some, a child likes ice cream. If he eats so much ice cream, it throws up, then it's not, it's not a blessing. And sometimes you get too much. Here is an example with the source number eight. Go ahead. And peace is an emotional piece, right? This is what they mean. What? Peace. Is it emotional peace? What kind of peace? Is it? Uh, all kinds Sorry. of peace. <coughs> we'll see in a minute. Give us the chance. Source eight. It once happened that most of the month of Adar had passed, and it had not yet rained. You see, the month of Adar is right before Pesach. It means a whole winter it didn't rain in Israel. Go ahead. The people asked Kony the circle drawer to pray for rain. He prayed, yet it did not rain. He drew a circle and stood inside it, like Habakkuk the prophet did, as the verse states, In my circle I will stand and I will set myself upon a fortress. He said to God, Master of the universe, your children have turned to me, for I am ultimately familiar with you. I swear in your great name that I will not move from here until you have mercy on your children. He made a circle around himself in the middle of the street and he said, I'm not leaving. He gave God an ultimatum, basically. It began to rain. His students said to him, Rabbi, we have seen your wonders, but this won't keep us alive. It seems it's only enough rain to absolve you from your vow. This is not what I asked for. He turned, he turned to heaven. I asked for rain to fill the cisterns, ditches, and caves. A deluge began until every drop was as big as the opening of a barrel. <laughs> the sages estimated that each drop was at least the size of a log. His, stu <laughs> yeah. His students said to him, Rabbi, we have seen your wonders, and we, now, and, we, and we now will not die, but it looks like this rain will destroy the world. I didn't ask for that. I asked for rains of blessing. That was Yossi told to God, yeah. Then the rain began to fall normally until everyone went up to the Temple Mount to escape it. They told him, Rabbi, just as you prayed for it to rain, pray for it to cease. He responded, The tradition is that we do not pray to end an excess of good. Nonetheless, bring me a bull for a thanksgiving offering. He put both hands on the bull and said, Master of the universe, your nation Israel, whom you took out of Egypt, cannot tolerate excess good or excess bad. You are angry with them. They cannot tolerate it. You give them good, they cannot tolerate it. May it be your will that the rain cease and there be plenty in the world. Immediately the wind ceased, the clouds parted, the sun shined, and the nation went out to the fields and gathered truffles and mushrooms. And what is this saying? An amazing story, right? The story says that when God gives you, when you touch to a level, you can sometimes get the blessing that it's too much. And therefore, Hashem, you pray to God to bring you peace. It means to say that the blessing should be, you should be able to enjoy the blessing. 
should be enough, you should have the strength, you should be, not be too much, you should, sometimes too much is also not good, like with the rain. And the rain is an example for anything materialistic. Sometimes it's too much. Like moderation gives you peace. Exactly. Now sometimes if you win the lottery for a, a billion dollars, and you lose all your friends, and then you lose all your money, <laughs> that's a blessing. As they made the show, every study, most of the people win the lottery, and within 10 years they are penniless, broke. I'm not talking about the Jews, in general. <laughs> so you only play it when it's only so high. It's going to last more than 10 years. Yeah. Tony's interpretation was God says you are angry with them. Uh, or is that, it, again... Because it means to say angry with them means they don't deserve it. They don't deserve the blessing. They are not behaving according to deserve the blessing. Honey came and said, forget about they deserve or don't deserve. Your father, give it to them. Honey touched the point... That has nothing to do with calculations. You deserve, you don't deserve. You know, it's like I mentioned it over the years. It's like a brother and a sister didn't talk for 20 years because, you know, the fight over money. Over da, da, da. Then comes to the mother's funeral. They come and hug each other and cry. What really happened? They realize that their relationship is deeper than the stupid fight. It's bigger than that. Who cares? Who owes money? Who cares? Why are we wasting our life on this nonsense? Then that's what it means. We were, that moment they were elevated and they saw that this is the same thing as a relationship with God. The daily relationship is you get what you deserve. But then comes a moment. What's Yom Kippur? That's what Yom Kippur is all about. Yom Kippur is a moment that we connect to God on a level so deep that what, what, what happened last year doesn't make a difference. And the same thing is here. The priestly blessing is coming from a place that's above everything. And because it's above everything, you might get so much good, you'll not know what to do with it. And God says, you'll get a good that you can appreciate, you can enjoy it, and it'll be enough for you, and all your family will enjoy it, and will not create chaos, not create fights within the family. So, much people, so many people, the money that they leave to the children, the only thing it's doing is that the, the, the kids never talk to each other. They've already accomplished that your money should give good to the world is a special blessing and not cause pain to everybody around. Does this have anything to do with the Jews in the desert when they complained they didn't have any meat to eat and then God gave them an excess of meat? And yeah, 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 the same, the same idea, the same idea. And they died from it. It was too much good. They did have meat, they had their own flocks. So the it. point is they, didn't, they, they complained for no reason, that's what happened. Or maybe the mana, like they just got enough, they got what they needed. Mana, they got exactly what they need, but they will never happen. <laughs> That's another story. They said they were still hungry, they were still... Uh, uh, uh. Never Jewish. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Go ahead, we're on page 11, the Rebbe. Why does the Talmud say you showered them with too much good? instead of simply stating rain. These were such strong storm rains that they could have destroyed the world. The answer is that even when something is indeed good, when it comes in an excess of measure, it can have the opposite effect. Yeah, continue. Light. We see an example of this when the light shines into a dark space. Light from a candle, the moon, or the sun enables us to see. But when a very bright light shines, it blinds us momentarily. The function of the light is to enable sight. But when it shines very brightly, it has the opposite effect. That means to say when you have too much, it's again not good. 
Light will give you so much light, you'll not be able to see anything. Or the sound, and it's too loud, you cannot hear anything. That's good, you're all you holding, go around the skin. Speak a little louder, I don't hear you, I don't hear you. Now we speak so loud. Everything has to be measured. Soul departure. The same is true of spiritual life. At the giving of the Torah on Mount Sinai, the souls of the Jewish people departed. Every divine utterance they heard, because godliness was revealed without any measure of concealment. You see, we just celebrated Shavuos at Mount Sinai when God gave the Ten Commandments to the Jewish people. They were, they died. They couldn't hear the voice of God. And God had to revive them every time, by every, after every, every commandment, they had to revive them again. Because they, could, they couldn't survive it. And also, it means to say, everybody, they wanted to hear the voice of God. Who doesn't want to hear the voice of God himself? People say, if I would just hear the voice of God, they would be so righteous. They hear the voice of God, they died. It means too much is also not good. That's what the blessing is all about. Continue. Source 9. Rabbi Yehoshua ben Levi said, With every utterance that came from God's mouth, the Jews' souls left them. As the verse states, My soul left with his utterance. If their souls left them with the first utterance, how did they receive the second utterance? God dropped a special dew that revives the dead, and it brought them back to life. As the verse says, Generous rain you poured down, God. Your heritage, which was weary, you established. The point is, you know, we believe in the resurrection of the dead. It, it, it happened already once at Mount Sinai. God revived the Jews. But the, what, we, what we want to learn from this, then, the, then too much good is also not good. Continue. There's a different type of resurrection. It's the revival of the dead right away. Right away. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little different than re recreating the body. Yes, I agree with you. Yes. But the concept was there. That's the point. It says he said that Hashem sent two. I thought he sent two ministering angels to everybody. What is the two ministering angels is to give them crowns. Then, but this, the re resurrection was, was uh, from the door. Didn't he do it then later on? There is different opinions. Some people say that only the first two they heard from God, the rest they heard from Moses. Other opinions say that they heard all the ten from, from God itself. Then if it was, according to opinion, they heard all the time from God himself, they had to resurrect them again and again and again. Okay. That's why after Mount Sinai, they told Moses, Rabbi Moshe, you speak to God. It was nice and fine. We had a nice experience, <laughs> but we don't, want this, we don't take another chance. No, 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 they all survived. That's all, at Mount Sinai, they all survived. But they said, no matter how good it was, from now on, you do it. We believe you. Now we believe you. Go ahead, the Rebbe. Oh, go ahead. The Rebbe. One can ask if the purpose of the giving of the Torah was to enable godliness to be revealed in the physical world and physical body. Revelation of the Ten Commandments should have, should have had the effect of strengthening the body. But when an extremely powerful light shines, it causes the reverse effect causes reverse and their souls departed. You see, God gave the Torah at Mount Sinai to awakening Jews. He didn't like when they were sleeping. He woke them up. He wanted to give them, while they are awake and physical, then it should help them. But still, because it was so powerful, it affected them physically, and they died. And this is, continued next paragraph, is very important. This is why the priestly blessing concludes with grant you peace. 
because this blessing comes from such a high source that special protection is needed for it to be properly assimilated below. This is achieved by peace, which is the ability to limit the light, and for this reason peace is called a vessel that contains blessing. Yeah, then that's what the blessing will give you with peace is, that in Bekat Kohanim and the priestly blessing, we will not have any of these disasters. We'll get as much as we need, and we'll get it in a good way that you can enjoy it. That's how powerful the priestly blessing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now comes the question. Go, go ahead. We'll continue to the unconditional blessings. So usually, when God gave us a blessing, the Torah says, there is a famous, we say it in, we read it in Parashat B'chukotai, if you will go in my commands, you follow my rules, you get a blessing. Everything is a condition. You tell an adult child, if you, do, if you behave, you get the allowances. And you'll be this, if you don't, you get nothing. And so on. That was the regular system in the Torah. Continue. No conditions to the priestly blessing. Nothing, no string attached. God gives you a blessing no matter what. You deserve it, you don't deserve it, you behave, you didn't behave. You, you, you do mitzvahs, you don't do mitzvahs. Nothing. Go ahead. Each and every Jew. See, when, the, when this, when the priest's blessing, it's, that's not written. If you get, you do what Hashem says, that the blessings from the coin, you deserve the blessing. It's not written anything like this. The coin stands up and gives everybody in the congregation a blessing. He didn't ask them how many times they came to shul. He didn't ask him how they came. He didn't ask him what he did yesterday, what he's going to do tomorrow. Nothing. You get a blessing, you're finished. That's number one. You know, you're standing short and you look at your three coins and your four coins and say, these guys are going to give me a blessing. <laughs> these guys. We don't, we don't No, not here, not here. Not here. <laughs> you look at them, this from this, from here. I'll count, I'll count and these guys are my blessing. Then God says, it's not their blessing. They are just conduits. I am giving the blessing. God himself is giving the blessing. That's what it's all about. And here's some beautiful matters that comes. Go ahead. Source number 10. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Jewish people told God, Master of the universe, 
You told the priest to bless us. We only need your blessing. Look down from your holy abode and bless your nation. God answered, although I told the priest to bless you, I stand with them and bless you. This is why the priests spread their hands so that God is above them as the verse takes. Behold, he is standing beyond the walls, peering through the windows. Peering through the peering through the windows means between the fingers of the priest. That's what you found before would be the finger of the priest. But the Jewish people told God, we need them blessing, we need you blessing, we need a blessing. Why are you sending me this few guys to give me a blessing? God says, it's my blessing. I told them to bless you, and I am blessing you to them. That's what is happening. The Rebbe, there is a necessary condition, the presence of a quorum ten Jews. Only the only condition that is, we need a minion. Go ahead, continue, I'm sorry. Yep, only when a quorum is present, I, God, am sanctified among the Jewish people. God's holy presence is revealed as the sages teach. God's presence rests on every form of Jews. This causes the blessing of God himself to be delivered in a revealed form. The priestly blessing is not optional for the priests. It is their biblically ordained obligation to bless the Jewish people with love. They bless each and every Jew, men, women, and children, irrespective of their conduct. This obligation has no limits of time and space. It is observed during all eras of Jewish history and in every place. Then we see here there is no conditions. And the coin doesn't go around and ask the, the religious level of everyone, you, you don't deserve the blessing. Get out of here. It doesn't, doesn't go and make, make, checks people out. Everyone is not allowed is not, is to search anybody's level or situation or anything. It's not dependent on a time or a place. Every day he has to bless the Jewish people. Now comes your question, why we don't do it every day? It's a good question, mister. A very good question. Continue. Universal custom is the blessings performed only on holidays. You forgot to read the top explanation, top line. The Ashkenazi custom. Sfardi Jews say the bless, bless the congregation every day. Every day? Ashkenazi, you know, always are a little... <clears throat> <laughs> no, they don't, they're not so generous to give you a blessing. Oh, he's in a bad mood. <laughs> but, but you can just make that decision. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't make the decision. No, it doesn't work like this. Don't worry. <laughs> start, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Start again. The universal custom in... <laughs> the universal custom in in this land means the Europe. This land is that the, 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 the priestly blessing is performed only on holidays because that is a joyous time and blessings should be given by people who have a glad heart. During the other days, even in Shabbat, people are busy with the burning and living on, or worried about the work. They are losing work on Shabbat and they are not fulfilled with the job. You see, what is happening is like this. To give a blessing, you have to be in a good mood. Jewish people in exile are not in a good mood. Soros, all these problems. Then, because, you know, when Isaac asked him, he told Esau, I want to bless you. Go bring me a meal, and I will bless you. Well, I need a meal. Put me in a good mood, and then I'll be able to give you a blessing. The blessing will come out from a good heart, from a full heart. Then because we needed the blessing to be with joy and with love, you say the prayer, Be'ava, to bless the Jewish people with love. It's written also with joy. 
And therefore, on a regular day, the Jewish people in exile are not in, they do not in a joyful spirit. The Tzoros from exile, listen, Orange religion is not so many Tzoros. But you're talking about exile in this land, for the history, since we lost, we are not in our own, uh, we don't have in our own land, we don't have this connection with God, we don't have the joy. And Yontef, on a holiday, we have an obligation to be rejoicing, to rejoice ourselves, right? We must have simcha on our holiday. That's why we drink wine and we eat meat and we buy jewelry to the wives and candies to the children, that the whole family is in a joyous, joyful mood. That's why on a Yontef, the coin is in a good mood, and therefore, when you'll give the blessing, will be a real blessing, come out from a happy place. Why not do it on Shabbos? Well, because on Shabbos also, there is no mitzvah. There's a mitzvah to pleasure yourself. It's not a mitzvah but to be happy. That's a different... Morning. A different uh, you bring down some, God's... Uh, then, and then even, some don't even, like yesterday, we, we did the, the blessing. Right. But on Shabbos... You don't do it. Taylor Rowe didn't do it. The Taylor Road, they were even, even <laughs> visible on the Shabbos that's Yontem, which I do. <laughs> they wouldn't do it on the Shabbos if Yontem was on Shabbos. Yeah, let's, go ahead. <laughs> then, read the next paragraph. However, however, the Alter Rebbe writes in the Code of Jewish Law. However, the residents of the land of Israel and surrounding, who bless every day as is our sages ordained and fulfill three biblical commandments daily are worthy of prayer. Basically, the says, I wish, I'm very happy that in Israel, in the other places, are, ble- are saying the priesthood blessing every day. Okay, continue. Well, so it matters like where you live. You bet. And which call, if you're Ashkenazi or Sephardi. Yeah. So the Sephardi do it every day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rebbe has, the Rebbe has a solution for that. Go ahead. Practically speaking, our custom is that the priesthood blessing is only given festivals when we experience the joy of the festival. However, However the blessing isn't only for the festivals themselves, but for all the days that follow until the next festival when the blessing is given again. See, the when the blessing comes, it's not only for the day. The power of the blessings of the coin is for the, until the next opportunity. That's number one. Number two. You want to read number two? In You're a levy. We'll give him his levy. Is he still helping the coin? <laughs> In many communities, especially Sephardic communities, the priestly blessing is given every day or at least every Shabbat. As a result, we all have the option to go to a synagogue where the blessing is given. Certainly those that live in large cities with many synagogues. The priestly blessing will then apply to all of us, even if we are Ashkenazi, we don't bless every day. And the, the Sephardi Jews will allow you to go into their shul, the Sephardi shul, and you'll get a blessing. And not only this, the moment there is a shul in the city, the Sephardi Jews get up and bless the congregation, it goes for everybody. And we live in Old Cleveland, there is a Sephardi shul, at least one, I think, mm-hmm. and, they, and they, I'm sure they give blessings every day. And the Rebbe spoke about it many times, and... Rabbi was very much in favor of coins giving the blessing. And many times when a coin used to come in front of the Rebbe, the Rebbe he gave the Rebbe a blessing and the Rebbe thanked them for it. Mm-hmm. And in the Rebbe's eye, a coin was a very special thing. Somebody with a coin is a very special thing. And there was a famous, there were quite a few rabbis who were coins and they passed by the Rebbe told them, next time when you say the blessing of the coin, have me in mind. Then uh, that's a beautiful blessing. And we should all be blessed by the coins. 
And now the coin can bless you not only when he's, when he's, when he's in, on, the, in, in this, on the pulpit. Every day a coin has the power to say the same blessings every time and every opportunity. It doesn't mean he has to, every time he has to meet me, he has to give me the whole speech. <laughs> doesn't require anything. Really, he can say the blessing from his heart every time. And never is in a good mood. He's usually in a good mood. But it's Thank not you all. Like you're saying it's not coming from the Kohen. It's, it's being trans. It's being from God. Right? Mediated. But for you to be a good mediator, you have to be with love and with joy. That's what it's all about. You're triggering this. Then, then you have to eat ice cream and uh, meat and all the good stuff to be enjoy, with joy. Then you can give the blessing more, more often. The joy has to come first. Then you can give.